Welcome to Game Horde. Welcome. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Anastasia. Well, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Are you my husband? I am. Oh, that's nice. Just so that the listeners know, I guess. Mm -hmm. We are married. One whole year. Yeah, we recently had our one year anniversary. Mm -hmm. So now we just have to make it one more year. And then um, if we don't get divorced, then, then statistically we have a pretty good chance. Yay for us. That's how I think about it. Halfway to statistically having a good chance. <laughs> we can do it. Woo! And this is a podcast. Not about marriage, but instead... <laughs> Contrary to what you may believe at this juncture... It is about your game horde. Right. I have amassed a collection of games. Currently, I have 60 games that I have not played, which is the same number as last episode, even though we played a game. Because I got another game. As a gift? No. Nope. Or you bought it? it w- well, oh, it was free. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Origin, which is basically EA's version of Steam that no one likes, uh, puts out free games. And uh, they put out the game Knox, which is an action RPG by Westwood Studios that I played as a kid once and I was like, well, this game's really cool. But I never played more of it, and they had it, I was like, oh, that's cool, I would like to play that, so I downloaded it, so now I have that. And once upon a time, you said you would never have more than 59 games. Yeah. And then and immediately... I think it's been three episodes in a row, so, <laughs> so yeah, so for four, the last, for four episodes, including this one, 60 games. It's just the magic number. Yeah, I guess Cannot so. get below 60. But this time around, we played the game Lovely Planet. And we had a first. What episode would this be? Uh, let's say 25. Okay. We're in the mid-20s. And we've even played more games than the number of episodes that we've had. And this is the first time a game had a clear ending. And you didn't make it. Yeah. I. The game definitely is beatable. But, not but I did you. not beat it. Not it is you. not beatable by me. To give you an idea of why that might be, here's um, a very accurate Steam review I found by somebody with the user ID Gamersaurus, which like, classic. And look, they managed to get it without any numbers or weird symbols or anything. Like, good on you, man, because people are looking to snatch up a tag like that. I wonder if he's like like an original Steam user who's been around... If he's a dinosaur in terms of gameplay, oh, it could be. Yeah, and so he's had that that he was able to snatch it up, as you said. Well, Gamersaurus, if you're listening, you know, it's so unlikely. But e- email in and tell us about your life. <laughs> anyway, here's his Steam review: If you touch the bullets, you die. If you hit anything red, you die. If you let the apples touch the ground, you die. If you fall off the ground, you die. If you stay still too long, you die. If you shoot the platforms, you die. If you stay too long on the platforms, you die. If you hit a civilian, you die. If you get caught in the force field, you die. As you can probably guess, I died a lot. (laughs) 7 out of 10. That's funny. And yeah, that's a good summary of the game. Did you even make it to the force field part of the game? I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I got to those. (sighs) It's just, it is a tough game. So it's this really fast-paced little FPS with these tiny little levels where you just have to get to the end having killed every enemy and not dying. 
And most levels can be beaten in, like, under 30 seconds. But it is just so hard. Yeah. (laughs) The game just throws so much at you and just starts building on so many rules of what you have to do to survive. And it just gets to a point where it just became totally impossible for me. I could not progress any further in this game. Mm -hmm. Which does not happen to me often. I consider myself pretty good at video games, but man, this game was just brutal. Do you... Do you consider yourself pretty good at video games? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, competitive or anything about it. Like, I don't play a lot of competitive games, but I think generally I've played enough games that I can pick up most games and be okay at it. But, man, it was just, just so hard, because it's, like, essentially a game of speedrunning, platforming, and shooting, but you just have to be so precise, because everything can kill you. And so... I, I liked the early levels where it's like, I'm going through and I, I have to build up some skills, but, you know, I can kind of figure it out as I go and get better at it. But the later levels, it just became something of, I had to essentially memorize every second, I mean, beyond like every millisecond in order to progress through the level. And so I basically would have to just play levels by pure muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And I just reached a point where I was just like, this, this isn't fun anymore. I feel like you didn't even really get that far. Uh, I got into the fourth world out of five. And how many levels did each world have? I I think 20, maybe more. So there was a good 30 levels that you didn't do. Oh, more than that. Because the thing is, you don't have to beat all of the levels in a world to advance. You just have to beat, like, I don't know how many, actually. (laughs) Because it never just tells you, like, oh, you can go to the next world now. I would just, like, go back to the map, and then I could see Mm -hmm. that I could. So it seemed like you had to be at probably at least half of each world to advance, which is nice that they don't make you do all of them. Because even in the early worlds, there were some that I just found impossible Mm -hmm. and had to move along. But, uh, you know, some things I did like about the game are that uh, there's different secrets that you can find in the levels. Oh, yeah. Which is a little something to do outside of just the core gameplay, which just got very, very repetitive. That's mm-hmm. the other thing that got me about this game. Is it's just like, I didn't feel any reward for beating a level. Because if I beat a level, it was just like, cool. Now I gotta grind my way through the next one. Right. And like, there's not, you don't upgrade, you don't get any new cutscene or story or anything. It was just like, okay, that's that. Now do it again. And I just, it just beat me down. This game was brutal and just was not interested in making me happy ever. (laughs) Despite the name, it it wasn't that lovely. It looks lovely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like aesthetics are really the game's key and the rest of it. I mean, it's kind of the juxtaposition. I feel like I say that word in every episode. (laughs) Juxtaposition is very important. I I, I don't think I just say it in real life all the time. I hate, no, I don't think so. But I feel like I say it all the time. It was a vocab word, like, junior year of high school, and I, like, won't let it go. <laughs> but I don't even know how else to say it. The ju- juxtaposition between the cutesy-cutesy art style and just, like, dying, 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 dying. Like, yeah. Is what's funny about the game. Yeah, so like you said, the game has a very cutesy art style. It's very, like, Japanese-inspired, all primary colors, simple shapes, like, no real texture on anything. And, like, animals. Very abstract. Yeah. Everything's got cutesy little faces. Yeah. Unfortunately, it also is very repetitive. There's not, like, that much of a difference in theme between the worlds. Yeah, there's a little bit. 
a little bit. Like, the swamp level had fog and, and stuff like that, but... There was one level similar. where there was just, like, a fish floating through the sky, and it just kind of floated and, like, spun around. As fish are wont to do, you yeah. know? In the sky. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't actually find the art style particularly interesting. I guess it just, I don't know, it didn't do anything for me, but it was very functional. You definitely could instantly tell what you're looking at and what it meant, mm-hmm. um, which was really important for a game where you had to have just lightning fast reflexes 100% of the time. Yeah. So you have like a little like... You get, I, guess your... it, I guess it's a gun. But it shoots purple hearts. Yeah, well, it shoots little blocks, then when they hit things, it like explodes into little hearts. Which is adorable. Yeah. But... I feel like... It's like a little, like, wand thing, yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing in this game is explained, so we're just figuring out the best we can. Apples were a pretty central part of the game. Yeah, don't you... Don't let those apples touch the ground. Mm-hmm. You will die. Mm-mm. Yeah, the apples are, like, the bane of my existence in this game. Yeah. But it just plays on a lot of different, like, I don't know, things that are funny if you're a kid, but then makes it super, super hard to do. It's, yeah. Which is funny. Also, despite everything being in Japanese and, like, with Japanese art style, it was made by, like, an Indian dude yeah, who is not Japanese and does not live in Japan. Yeah. I guess that's just the style that he wanted to go for. Mm-hmm. It's an inter- interesting choice. Um, and the music is the same, same kind of thing. It's where it's, like, it, it definitely is very Japanese inspired. I don't really know like what genre it would be considered. Sure, I feel like that. <laughs> Japan's not really a genre. It's a country, <laughs> a people. Uh, but like It definitely I would uh, let me like, put it this do, way. Do, 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 it it seems like it would fit in a cutesy Japanese cartoon. Yeah. It would not seem out of place. No. So it fits the the rest of the aesthetic. But is it? There's basically, like, one kind of yeah. sound going yeah. on. And the sound effects just, like, don't do anything for me or really give me any information about the game. Mm-hmm. So this was definitely one that I mostly played on mute and either just listened to my own music or podcasts and Were just kind of, like, cat? zoned out. The character? What did the character look like? You, you just look like someone's arms holding a gun okay. it's all first person so you don't i feel like i mentally put a cat there without <laughs> really? any sort of wow like i like a cat head on like a people there's on a person i can't body. recall anything to imply that you're a cat at all no i think it just i associate japanese art with like Hello Kitty. Yeah, and I just automatically was like, "That's a cat." So you thought that like, this is a game in which you, as Hello Kitty, go about just mowing people down mm-hmm. with your cutesy Tommy gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's that's not that far off the mark. I wouldn't say it's accurate, but but I'm just, it's not that far <laughs> from the truth at the same time. But I was saying that like that's where my brain automatically went. Yeah. Also, we kind of recently saw, like, a huge Hello Kitty museum display in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I feel like I put it kind of on the forefront of my mind. Yeah, at the... What was that museum called? It was, like, an acronym. The EMP Museum. Which is basically just, like, a pop culture museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, which also had an indie 
Uh, did we talk about this at all? No, I don't think we have. They had an indie game. I'm trying to think like, of... Exhibit. Exhibit, yeah. Yeah, where you could just play all sorts of different indie titles, some of which aren't out yet. It was all uh, put on by Nintendo, but it's a lot of different games, not all just Nintendo games. And some that we had talked about, which was interesting. Yeah, like I think Gear Walk was mm-hmm. there, right? So yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. If you're ever in Seattle, definitely check out that museum. They had exhibits on uh, science fiction and horror and... Um, Fantasy. Yeah, they had like a little fantasy realm where you could see props from movies and stuff. And it was all really well done. It was very like Disney World-esque going through it. And they had built this whole, uh, like everything is all built up to look like, oh, this is a castle. This looks like the interior of a spaceship and such. So it was mm-hmm. really, really cool. Definitely. And there's also Hello Kitty. But I feel like Lovely World was is a game that I could have seen in that exhibit. Yeah. They, they put a lot of, like, really quirky games in there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And this is definitely one of those. It's, a, it's an odd little game. And just so cruel. <laughs> I mean, that's what... I feel like that's the whole charm of it. Is doing something overly cutesy. While just punishing you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Playing it made me think of the movie Edge of Tomorrow, which is a movie where Tom Cruise is stuck in a time loop and trying to fight a war. Is that kind of a spoiler? It's it's literally the premise. Oh, okay. So I feel like <laughs> I'm not giving away too much by doing that. And so a lot of the movie is you just watch him die and die and die and die. like, And you just see him get like more and more exasperated and frustrated with dying at the same parts over and over again and it's just funny because like a lot of people saw that and like thought of video games yeah i definitely um, did when we saw it yeah and but like this game made me think of that movie and like that was exactly the same thing where it's like i'm reliving the same 10 seconds over and over again and even though i know something's about to happen i keep dying and you're just like oh like i just cannot react fast enough to this mm-hmm. which is interesting with this game too so the bullets move really slow like as far as bullets Your go, bullets yeah, like it takes okay. like a full couple seconds to get to something, but there's so much happening and coming at you. It's not like you have a few seconds to react. Things are shooting at you that whole time. And so you have to learn the layout of the levels so well that you just have to know where your bullets are going. So I would constantly just be like, I'd like run through an area and just quickly like aim, fire, aim, fire, aim, fire, aim, fire, and then keep running before my bullets have even hit anything, just knowing that... I lined it up right that they will. Mm-hmm. Like, almost having a time thing. So that's the level of precision you have to have in this game, is, like, you don't look at where you've shot. You just assume you hit the thing. Because if you take time to look, dead. Maybe so. Maybe this game's actually a time travel game. And the whole thing is that you have to have, like, been in the future, in this world before, and be prepared to do what needs to happen. Sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the story. <laughs> So you liked the little surprises? The The little secrets? I mean, yeah, it was something outside of just the core gameplay, which was nice. Yeah, I mean, I was, it was exciting when you found something, but... Yeah, it was pretty rare, too. Yeah, it was. But I feel like it was always on accident. Yeah, pretty much. It was just like, I somehow ended up in a weird part of the level. Yeah, I mean, there's not like there's really branching paths through the levels. You just have to, like, go straight. There's really only one right way to do it, so yeah. I think I found them purely by chance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that pretty much covers it. I mean, 
there's not really anything peripheral to that core gameplay, so I don't know of much else to discuss. But, I mean, overall, what did you think? What would your recommendation be? Um, I think that it's something... This is not a game... I think a lot of experiences are better if you go in not knowing what to expect. And I would say that this is not the case for this game. That it would be better if you understood what it was before you played it. If you're like, oh, this is going to be a game that's silly and not to be taken too seriously. It's going to be like just brutally difficult for no reason. It doesn't pull any punches. It's just like have this huge challenge in this cutesy world with a floating fish. And, and just take it as it is. But if you went into this like, oh, I'm going to experience this video game. I feel like it puts you in a different place, in a place where it's more difficult to enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. It's like it's a fun game to just play in short bursts if you want something that's just like really challenging and you can spend, you know, half an hour on just beating that one level and then just, you know, leave the game for a while and come back to it. it it's way too repetitive and challenging for a long play session though. And so like for kind of the format that we do the show where like I have to have a new game every couple weeks. It just wasn't good for me because I was just like, no, I have to beat this. I'm right. just hammering my head against the wall. It's no good for that. So don't do not do that. It is kind of a fun game to watch. Like I feel like there was segments of you playing it that were funny because it's like, you're doing great, you're doing great, you're doing great, you're doing great. And then like this apple falls or something like that. Like something funny kind of happens and then you die and you have to start over. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of humorous as a spectator. Um, so I feel like it might be a game that would be fun to watch just segments of people playing mm-hmm. and failing is funny, but I feel like that's something that the game might be good for. It's like, like a wipeout type mm, thing. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know exactly. that 90% of people are just going to fail in the first 10 seconds. Right. That's exactly how it is. Yeah. Which is, is that an Asian thing? Like... Well, Did it started as the, the old yeah, one. Like what was it? the old Wipeout show. And like, obviously that's not what Before, it was called. Yeah, it was like, uh... Oh, what was it called? I don't know, but we totally used to, we totally used to watch it. Yeah. And they like the dubbed over announcers. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, the show's funny. So that's but yeah, it's that part kind of, of like, thing. a cultural humor that, like, we're not 100% in on. Oh, of just, like... It's very entertaining to just watch people fail. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what, like, all of America's Funniest Home Videos are. That's true. It's just people just falling over. Can I tell you a story? I would love to hear your story. One time, we were watching America's Home Videos. I have two stories relating to Funniest it. Home Videos? Or just, like, just regular? <laughs> like, America's like, hey, we got home videos. You can watch them. That's funny. No, uh, they're not funny. <laughs> America's Funniest Home Videos... And my mom, we were watching, like, I don't know, something was happening in it that wasn't that funny. And my mom was like, oh, this isn't funny. I want to see babies fall out of trees. She wants to see babies fall out of trees? <laughs> That's what she thought would be the funnier alternative. Just babies dying? Yeah, she's someone who, like, finds it really humorous when people, like, she finds the things that are, like, on the edge of humor and painful to watch on America's Funniest Home Videos, like, she's... Like, like she's snuff a, videos? Because yeah. <laughs> that's what that would be. 
Like, I'll watch a video of a 40-year-old man who stupidly climbed a tree and then falls out of it and, you know, falls on his butt and is like, oh, like, that's funny. I don't want to watch a baby die. Our, our cat is uh, attacking just a part of the wall. I actually don't know, like, there's no reason for it. It's got a little crazy, little Leave, crazy head. What'd the wall do to you? Leave it alone. <laughs> okay. Yep, so... In summary, lovely planet. Wait, do you have any America's Funniest Home Video stories? Why would I have stories about that? I don't know. I feel like I have more than one. N- no. Okay. Zero, zero stories. Your family just wasn't fun like mine. Uh, maybe we had so much fun that we didn't need America's Funniest Home Videos to okay. fill that <laughs> void deep in our souls. Yeah. So in summary... You know, it's a funny little game, but damn, is it hard, and it made me sad. (laughs) And I I didn't beat it, and uh, I'm never going to beat it, because it's too hard. But I enjoyed watching you fail. Well, then I'm glad that I could bring you that entertainment. (laughs) I was thinking about those apples. I don't know why that one cracks me up. Just apples just falling from the sky, and then they land on the ground. You just die for some reason. And then you die. (laughs) Why? Why did that happen? So funny. second half of this episode we have a very special segment don't like build it up and then bring people down no it's like like a special episode of a show you know like we're gonna tackle special issues but the special issue we're tackling is that we are ending the podcast (laughs) it's true we started the podcast because we thought it would be fun and it has been But it turns out that a podcast is also an awful lot of work. We have to record regularly and then spend a lot of time editing and make sure that I can get through all these games in time. And so it's just gotten to be um, too much work for us. We have full-time jobs outside of this, and so it just, just got to be a little much for us, unfortunately. I've been, like, pretty neutral through this whole thing. <laughs> you're just along for the ride. It's true. You're like, let's do a podcast. I was like, eh. And you're like, let's end the podcast. I'm like, uh. Like, <laughs> just neutral. So, but I support every decision you've ever made in your whole life. Wow. Yeah. You probably shouldn't. <laughs> the silver lining to this is that I'm still going to keep writing about video games. So, I've started writing blog posts about video games, um reviews. Most excitingly, I have a couple of recent interviews. So one of them uh, is with Anders Gustafsson, who is one of the developers of The Dream Machine, which I believe that you have repeatedly called the greatest game of all time. Um, That is quite possible. (laughs) It is a really good game. Uh, And I had a really good interview. So you can go read that. And also, I just had an interview with a couple of the folks over at Corn Fox and Bros, which is the developer that did Oceanhorn from the last episode. So if you want to learn more about Oceanhorn, you can also read that interview. So and you said that one was really good, right? Yeah, it was really interesting. I actually learned a ton about the game and its development and the process that they underwent porting it from iOS to PC and all these things. I mean, they seem like they really know what's what's going on, and they really set out to make a game that they would want to play. So, 
both interviews I thought were really interesting and a good insight into game development. So those and other articles I've written, you can, I, I've posted them just on gamehordepodcast.com. So you can just go there to find them or go to kinja.com slash gamehorde, which is like ninja, but with a K. <laughs> it's a it's a blogging service. So that's where I put them up. So you can you can go to kinja.com slash gamehorde and read and comment there. So writing is just it's just a lot uh less work involved than a podcast. And I can do it much more on my own schedule just when I have free time. So I'm gonna continue doing that. I still want and, to comment on video games. Well and I feel like you love interviews. And honestly it's a lot more feasible to do interviews in a writing context as opposed to actually interviewing people who work on video games with a microphone and recording it and having it be a voice thing because we like never leave a square mile from our home so (laughs) yeah so that's not very feasible so I feel like what I feel like through doing the podcast you found that you liked you really liked connecting with people who worked on games and talking to them and writing is a is a better way to go about doing that yeah pretty much yeah I mean that really is what I found to be my favorite part so I'm glad that I'm able to continue that part for sure and it was really cool to like get to talk to people who you know made games that I really really loved Mm -hmm. so that's cool I hope that I'm able to continue doing it and I mean like if you know of anybody who might be open to doing an interview with me, then uh, send them my way. I'll definitely be open to that. I feel bad, though. I'm sorry to end the podcast. (laughs) I did enjoy doing it, and I really appreciate all the support that everyone has given us this whole time. It's just that it's just really a lot of work. But I thought that we could take this time, then, to look back (laughs) on the podcast so far. This is the 25th episode, which means that we made it to just under a year since oh, the I podcast started. Oh, I thought we did a started. whole year. Now, if we did one more, it would be a whole year. What? So close. So close. But we kind of can have a little bit of a year in review. So, we started with 75 games on the game horde. We're now down to 60. 60 <laughs> is the ending number. So, we did make progress. Yeah, a but little it bit. seems pretty insignificant. A little bit. <laughs> but that's, so, 60 unplayed games out of the 193 games that I own total, which means that now the statistics are that I have played 69% of my games and I have not played 31% of them, which is down by a lot. Cause when we started, it was like over 40, I think it was around like 45%. I guess I could go back and look, I'm not going to, but so that's down by quite a bit. That's good. Yeah. So it re- really did make progress. And, I mean, I'm glad we did it because there's a lot of games that I discovered through it that I really loved, like Yearwalk and Terraria and Bittrip Runner, all these games I already had, but I just never touched. And so it was nice to go and do that. It's good for you to discover Terraria. Still I know, it's kind of going funny. strong with that one. Yeah, I am. <laughs> well, I mean, I, so I started, you know, when we did Terraria, I just got it on my phone. And then... I got a Steam account in order to play Terraria and bought it again for my computer. 
So that's how into it I am. Yeah. First, I have, like, max into it. First game you bought, first iOS game you bought, first PC game yeah, you bought. Yeah, it gets double first game I bought. It's the first and second game I bought. Yeah. <laughs> I know, actually, it's funny, I feel like this podcast, despite my neutrality through it, actually has had a bigger impact on me than I feel like it has on you. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like you've you've learned more about gaming than I have, because I already spent all my time like reading and talking about video games and so I already you know knew a lot of the stuff we talked about but for you like this has been I feel like an education process like you've been immersed in the world of video games for a little while now that's true so what have you learned what have you learned about gaming well a lot of thought goes into making them into making a game and a lot of people are really into video games And there's a lot of video games you can play of varying... Video game can mean a lot of different things. Not just... I guess if I thought of video games before, I probably thought about, like, shooting people in the game. Mm -hmm. But that's not... That, that's such a sliver of what video yeah. games are. It's like 5% yeah. of what actually exists in the market. It's just that those are the ones that you see commercials for on TV. That's true. So, Or the ones that end up in the news. At the same time, though, I do feel like I have learned um, a lot about video games, um, too. Self-control. <laughs> a little bit of self-control, sure. I mean, it has caused me to slow down my buying habits. But, I mean, I also did learn a lot about game development from talking to so many different game developers and learning about their process and what it takes to make a video game. So it's, it's really nice to have that insight now and to be able to play a game and think about like, you know, how many people worked on this? You know, how are these creative decisions made? Why did they choose to go in this direction? Or like, why does this mechanic work or not work? It has been nice to like, no longer just passively play games, Mm -hmm. but when I play it, to, like, stop and think about all the different aspects of the game and how they work together and why they're there. Yeah. Um, It just kind of brings, like, a different different level or different type of enjoyment to it. And I feel like it's also made me more open to the types of games that I'm willing to try or to, like, give a game a little while before you just write it off. Like, it takes more than half an hour for some games to hook you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to wait and, like, Get a couple hours in until you really get the game, and then all of a sudden it can get amazing. That makes um, sense. I think that is a really good takeaway, is to give a game a ch- chance, especially if you own it. <laughs> you might yeah. as well play yeah, it. Yeah, if you spent money on it, you should probably just give it a chance. Yeah. If you do give it a chance, though, and you don't like it, just stop playing. It's okay. Like, don't don't sure. do what I've done and I, force yourself yeah. through games that you hate. You didn't. You didn't. I feel like that's probably your least favorite part of recording the podcast, is that you had to finish games past the point of you enjoying playing them. Yeah, for sure. It it will be nice to kind of regain control of my video gaming habits of like, oh, this is a game that I really want to play right now, and I'll just play it. And like, I don't like this game, I'm just going to stop playing it. Whereas before, it's like, it's all dictated by this. I don't have enough time to play video games based on the podcast, and then play additional video games outside of the podcast. There's no way I can make time for that. So it's it's nice now to just be like, I'm just going to play what I want. But that said, I'm still going to try and get through the other games on, on the Horde. I, I still want to see what they're all about. So 
I'm still going to continue to play random games off of there. Mm -hmm. But also, if I find that I don't like the game, I don't have to finish it, and that's fine. (laughs) Um, I don't have to edit episodes anymore. That's fun. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I actually spent every week a good chunk of time in editing episodes, because I usually do the first edit, and um, (laughs) exhibit A, me saying I'm right there is something that I would try to minimize. Yeah. And also just really long gaps between one word I say and the next word I say. <laughs> yeah, because you you very much are a, a Shatner speaker. So a lot of time went into editing, and it will be nice to have, be freed of that. Yeah. I would definitely be open to... Though it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't horrible or anything like that. It's just... It is nice to have the time back. I would definitely be open to like doing a podcast of, of on any topic really in the future if somebody else was editing it for me. Sure. Like if I could just do the talking and then like there you go, make that into something that people can listen to, would totally be down yeah, for it. Yeah, I mean definitely. I mean there's no reason not to do that. It's <laughs> yeah. the editing that's the only hard part. Yeah. Are there any moments of our podcast history that you want to relive? I mean, it's interesting just to, like, look back at how it changed and how we got better at podcasting over time. Like, when we first started, the sound quality is just so awful, and there's no structure at all. Mm. So, I don't know. I I mean, once we got a few episodes in, pretty much it stayed the same after there. But it's interesting in the first few episodes where we just really don't know what we're doing at all. Yeah, if we could do this again, I would say let's record a couple episodes delete those yeah. <laughs> and then once you're like three episodes in then start actually publishing those right because it's probably a good way to do yeah, it yeah it really is i had a professor once tell me to write my paper and then delete the first and last paragraph of every paper i write so should we delete this episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just because i feel the need to say again what i've already said to make sure people understood which doesn't bode well in writing. And then I also over-prepare people for what I'm going to say. So, yeah. But but it's also it's just you get the best stuff in the middle and not the either side. But I was going to say, like in terms of stuff that was really fun that I did for the podcast, I think the whole World of Goo episode yeah. is probably my favorite just because... It, it went so off the rails at some points and was funny. And then also just like um, looking through my old notebooks and just like, oh God, it's so funny. Like, what was I doing? It was really funny. And the rainbow beams, like just like <laughs> just the weird stuff that I came up with as a 10 year old was really funny to look back on. Yeah, Definitely. I feel like I'd recommend for anyone to do that if you have access to things you did as a kid, like art, little art projects or writing, anything. It's so funny to go back and look look at what your young brain was up to. (laughs) And yours was um, making Mario levels where you just like walk through and then you're at the end. That's what your young brain was doing. We should we should get Mario Maker so I can remake that. Like it's just (laughs) there's just a. You just walk. It's oh, just straight. Ta-da. Don't worry. There's not really anything in the way of obstacles. There's like two enemies. You just walk right to the end. Perfect. So, so good. fun. 
what is your favorite thing that I've done? For the podcast or yeah. just in life? In life. No, for the podcast. Marrying me. No, for the podcast. You didn't marry me to be a co-host on my podcast? I did not. Oh, no. What are we doing? Um, well, we're ending the podcast. So, I mean, we're divorcing. I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like that's what, like, this segment comes across as, though. It's like, all right, kids, we want to sit you down. Look, we still love each other, but this we're going to live in separate fault. houses. <laughs> that's sad. It's not your It's not your guys' fault. No, you don't guys... Worry. This is the, that was actually the best part. Yeah. That. People were really nice. People's support is the only reason that we were able to continue it so long. Because there's definitely times before where we were like, oh, it's so much work. Like, I don't I don't know if we can keep doing it. But then people would, you know, just nice shoot things. us an email or become um, a patron or things. It was just so encouraging to be like, hey, people are actually listening. People actually like this. That we kept going for for longer. So, I mean, we really appreciate that. It's really what kept us going. I feel kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, I'll miss I'll miss podcasting. I'm glad that I'll still do I'll still have the writing because mm-hmm. um, I I gotta talk about video games. It's just something I gotta do. Yeah, and it's nice for you to have an outlet to do that because I'm not an outlet. Don't like don't replace doing this podcast by just talking to me endlessly about video games. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't want that. <laughs> I will not have any video game related postings of any kind after this nope probably not can you imagine if i wrote a blog post about a video game like this was it's a little hard to picture yeah (laughs) you do do like a um freshman college essay you just start it by the like the webster's (laughs) dictionary definition of what a video game is that's funny just trying to fill space right here that's what that's for but we were taught to do that in high school. I don't know. I was. Really? Yeah. It was like the we worst We had to way do to it. Like, we would get a good grade if we did that. If we quote, if we, not Webster's Dictionary, but like if we do like a cheesy quote at the beginning. Oh, like, really? I remember one time, like my teacher even had quotes posted on the wall. Like, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey or something like that. And that's, Steven Tyler said that, I'm pretty sure. And we're supposed to use that at the beginning of essays. Wow. So it's not my fault. You should <laughs> just start every essay with things that Steven Tyler said. It's a great <laughs> idea. Maybe I just don't know because I only write about video games and science. I only write highly technical scientific papers or my opinion on video games. And it would be totally inappropriate in either of those contexts, so... No, it's inappropriate anytime after high school, I'm sure. But you can't blame people for trying because that's what they were taught to do. Yeah. Also, man, like, I don't know if that, that comes up on the mic or not, but the amount of time that we have spent editing the noises that our cat makes out of this podcast. Like, anytime there's weird noises that you hear in the background of this podcast, it's Pippa. absolutely our cat Pippa who is just rambunctious. Actually, right now, she's having a fight with her feet. She's not chasing her tail. She's not biting at her tail. Literally, her leg. She grabs it and battles it. And the foot would, like, creep up. Oh, kicks her in the face! It has a mind of its own. Right. It, like, it attacks her, and then she attacks it back. Yeah, she has I don't know what's wrong with our cat. This podcast has made me hyper-aware of the amount of trains and traffic that goes by our house. (laughs) 
<laughs> the amount of ambulances. Yeah. yeah. A lot of trains, too. Yeah, it's not really... We didn't pick the ideal spot for podcasting for a little home studio. We're on a corner where we face train tracks one way and the road the other way. Yeah. A main road <laughs> that leads to the hospital and police station. Perfect. So there's nonstop sirens. Really good, really good setup. What else do we want to say? Which game was your least favorite out of all of them? Uh, Just to add a little negativity. You know? <laughs> well, I would have to say Puzzle Bots because I didn't actually witness, because I was sick during the Secret of Tunguska or whatever. Secret Files, what was it? I like, yeah, don't even Secret Files colon Tunguska. Gotcha. Or is it Tunguska? They said it both ways. Like, I still don't know how you pronounce that word. Anyways, since I was sick through a lot of that and didn't actually witness it, I'll have to do Puzzle Bots. Yeah. Puzzle Bots, Puzzle Bots was the worst game out of the bunch I think we played, just like overall. Mm-hmm. I think that I disliked Secret Files more just because Puzzle Bots was short. Puzzle Bots was like a three hour game, and Secret Files was like a 10 hour game. And I just hated it so much by the end because I just had to, like, honestly, I didn't mind the game that much at first, but it just went on for so long that it made me really mad. Again, I'm going to enjoy when I start playing a game and I get to that point where I'm like, well, I don't like this anymore. I can just stop. Yeah. I can just put it down. And I do like to complete games. Like, even if I'm not totally in love with it, I'll usually complete a game. But if it's a situation like that where I'm reaching a point of just absolutely hating a game... It'll definitely be nice to just be like, I cannot torture myself. (laughs) Oh, and also, I guess I should mention that um, the podcast isn't going anywhere. We're not going to delete all the episodes or anything. It's all online. It's going to stay in iTunes and everywhere else. So... So you can continue to listen to it, and you know, just if, listen if to episodes on repeat. If you're, be great. <laughs> if be you're great. a new listener, if this is your first episode, you know, you can you can go back and listen to all the other episodes. The thing is, all the games we play are old, so it doesn't really matter when you're listening to episodes or what order you listen to them in. It's all just reviews of games and and talking about gaming in general. It's not really. This is like a little time capsule. You don't have to, it, it, this is not live podcasting. So, if this is your first episode, feel free, go back, listen to the other episodes. You got 25 episodes of video game podcasting. So, I think that you'll still enjoy it, even though you know, invariably, that it will come to an end. I actually feel like this always happens to me. Like, I'm always the person where the first episode I listened to ended up being the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> that happened to me several times. So, I know it's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, it's not its not really something that I want to. If I had unlimited time, then I absolutely would love to continue podcasting, but we just don't. I mean, I think a year was a complete, completely decent amount of time to do a podcast. That's pretty long. Yeah. And, you know, especially since there's kind of the challenge element to this podcast of you playing through games at random that mm-hmm. you know you can only do a challenge for so long so yeah. i don't think of this as something that really needed to be endless it was just here's a snapshot of if you challenge yourself to play all the games in your game horde and you could survive that challenge for a year so congratulations <laughs> yeah it uh it went pretty well. More often than not, it was it was fun. Definitely. You know, mo- most of the games I really enjoyed, 
and I enjoyed doing the podcast. So I'm really glad that we did do this, that, you know, we kind of just decided on a whim to start podcasting. It wasn't like a lot of thought went into this. Basically zero. I think <laughs> just that I just... I was just like, oh, I'll start a podcast. And you're like, okay, what should we do a podcast about? And we're like, uh, well, I got a bunch of video games. Maybe we could do it about that. Mm-hmm. And then we did. For a year. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I think the biggest end note, if that's what we're heading towards... I think so. ...is that thank you to everyone who listened, and that people who contact us were so nice, and that it made our year better. Yeah. I did a hand heart. <laughs> Which but, is great for audio podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> just picture it in your mind. <laughs> and yeah, I just would want to say too, I mean, you can still email us at gamehordepodcast at gmail.com or through Facebook, through Twitter, we're at game underscore horde. So the interacting with people and hearing from people was really like one of the best parts of this whole thing and so i don't want that part to go away so i mean if you guys ever want to just just talk about video games or you know whatever just shoot us an email or a tweet or whatever and i'm still down to talk Uh, i'm still going to be writing about video games so so i'm down for that just uh you just won't have me talking in your ear anymore um that's okay (laughs) <laughs> Maybe you don't need that. How do we end? I guess we're not going to pick a new game? No. Not, uh... That was always the most exciting part. That part I did really <laughs> yeah. love. Because you, know, you just never knew what was going to happen. Like, it was never something that we faked, by the way. Like, that part, truly, oh, yeah. we recorded the picking it at random. Like, those are all our genuine reaction to what the game is. We never were like, nah, don't do that one. Do another one. Or, like, 100%, they were all real random picks. And it was always exciting, a little bit scary, very fun, though. Mm-hmm. I liked that part. I guess I can still do that. Like, I can still just yeah. pick games at random. We just don't fine. have to record it. Yeah, it's true. We can tell people about it through written word. Yeah, I guess the excitement might not come through as well when you write it. That's possible. So thank you to everyone. Everyone have a wonderful life, and I hope that all of your dreams come true. What do you have to say? I love everyone. That's nice. And goodbye. Bye. Also, the song that you've been hearing this episode is Planet Zero by Jazart. You can find more from him at betterwithmusic.com.